Hello, this is Chris. And this is Andrew. And welcome to the next installment of The Witcher 3 here at Video Games Cover to Cover, which I believe is episode 8. I think. That sounds right. <laughs> We're going to go with 8. I have even less of a... Sure. I'm going to say 8, and then if it's wrong, people can yell at me, I guess. This, this So, your title from This is the One with Yennefer, how dare you? I know that was sarcasm on your your standpoint but Wait, what? this is the one with Triss. one of your episodes you said this is the yeah, one the, with like the Yennefer. second episode yeah yeah and i know it was all it was definitely sarcasm directed at your love affair with Triss. that was definitely not what it was but all right i know you've been against yennefer this whole time well it would seem that i'm against yennefer whether i wanted to be or not but we'll get to that in a little bit yeah, I just just based off of that, I already know what you did, sir. And I am appalled. Just appalled. But we'll get there soon <laughs> enough. So Lambert, I guess. Yeah, let's start with we Lambert. Didn't do it last time. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Um other than your master, first witcher I've come across. He goes all the way back to the first game too. He's one of the witchers in the opening of the first game that's at Karamoran. Totally understand why everyone hates witchers. Yeah. This guy's a douche. He's not a great guy. You basically go in for one of the... It wasn't even a witcher contract, which is why I actually did it, because I still have done none of them. He was... It was just a regular quest where you walk up to somebody and it says a contract, but I was... Because at the time, I was confused, because I'm like, wait, I specifically didn't do a witcher contract. No, he was just a regular contract. You show up. You go there and you start. Once you get there, Lambert's already fighting whatever this thing was. Yeah, well, yeah. When, first, when you show up, it, they mentioned that another Witcher already took the contract, and then yeah, you go and oh yes, it's Lambert out fighting. I don't even remember what the monster was, but I the, don't. It's not important because that wasn't really the point of the quest in any way. After you do the whole thing, he basically says, "Well, I got other business to attend to here." I guess I'll give you half because you killed it. Like, okay, cool, fine. thanks. Like, I don't, whatever. And then he off asks you to come meet up with him later. Well, it's, he he gives you the option to either meet to go with him to go get your money now, or meet with him wait later, which is literally right outside. So then I said no because obviously I wanted to loot everything. Well, in that yeah, building. I mean that's what else you're gonna do, right? And then I go outside. I meet up with him. And we're talking to this guard, and he says, oh, yeah, I'll go ahead and get your money. Lambert's immediately like, no, we're only going to talk to the guy in charge. Which was interesting, because kind of gives you flashes back to the thing with Geralt turning in Triss, except Lambert's a lot more aggressive about it. Yeah, and Geralt's just kind of standing there like, um, I, I'm literally just here for the money. I don't understand why... So you walk in there, you talk to the guy, he basically interrogates him over information that you don't have yet, and then as soon as he gets it, immediately kills the guy. Yeah. And then we have to kill the other guards, and then we go outside, and, and when we get out there, Geralt's immediately like, what was that, dad? What is going on? Did you just say dad? No, man. Oh. What was that, man? <laughs> it would have been better if you were like, what was that, dad? Secretly, Lambert has been Lambert's Geralt's father all along. 
Because Geralt's 100. I don't know what Lambert is. Lambert is like 300. <laughs> Very Definitely. I think he mentioned specifically that he was like new and under training when you talk to him. Or he was training with somebody. But regardless, anyway, basically you find out that he joined up with some other witcher at some point and they from became a, from a school that was not terribly well respected as I gather. Cause Geralt seemed to have something against them, which I assume comes from the books, but well, apparently it wasn't just Geralt. Like they did something. They, what happened is they have been that whole school essentially became witchers for like assassins for hire. Oh yeah, that's right. He, they went into that and then, so they basically weren't witchers and like the rest of the witcher schools basically kick them out not only that but like everyone else hated them because they were literally just assassins for hire right under the the guise of witchers which witchers are nobody really respects them but they can go and do whatever they want because you know because they, they kill monsters they st- and they stay out of the politics and stuff but as soon as they start assassinating people it's like no 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 no. so Entirely that guy immediately goes I wasn't like that. Neither was he. We weren't, we weren't about that. And then just kind of goes silent for a second. I'm like, okay, so you definitely did, but regardless, whatever you killed this guy for, because he somehow had a hand in killing your friend that you were super good friends with. Yeah. Who this mystery witcher that got murdered. (laughs) And so you talk to this lady in a bar. Yeah. Who's part of like a mercenary company that split up, which is the people who killed the other witcher. I'm just going to go ahead and assume that you didn't allow Lambert to kill her. That would be correct. Because I did the same thing. I'm like, are, are you kidding me? As some drunk at a bar, what is she going to do? Yeah, like, really, really, man? Like, it, it, it wouldn't have been any different if it was a dude. It's a drunk in a bar. What are they going to do? Like, he's like, did you have a hand in killing this witch? And she, admittedly, her answer, I'm like, lady, you're not doing yourself any favors. Drunkenly, she goes... Maybe I did. I don't remember. I was sitting there as a player going, do you want to die? Because this dude is looking for any reason to kill you. Yeah, he is. He is straight up about to murder you. Like for any reason whatsoever. I understand you're drunk, but you like your human fight or flight should be kicking in real soon. uh, I think she was an elf, though. So, you know, maybe they have completely different instincts. We don't know. Well, I guess she doesn't have fight or flight. It's literally just dick drunk mode but (laughs) they don't need flight or fight or flight elves are like basically immortal right (laughs) well that and there's also the fact that everyone essentially hates elves in this whole area so i'm sure she's basically just like so grizzled at this point of that she just no longer can be bothered to care look i maybe i killed him i don't know i've done a lot of stuff yeah that's kind of how i took it it was just like Look, man, I couldn't even tell you at this point. Like, I feel like I would have, in this universe, I feel like anyone would have remembered killing a witcher. I don't know, man. We'll say she's drunk and doesn't remember. Whether she had anything to do with it or not, I'm like, no, you're not going to kill her. Like, are you kidding me? Yeah, I mean, that that, that doesn't matter. You Killing that one guy was already a terrible idea. You're not going to do this again. And so then you track down some other person that had to do with it. I can't. Another Honestly, member of this mercenary group. Yeah. I can't even be bothered to remember who it is because at this point, all I'm thinking is Lambert's a giant douche. And if I could just leave him behind, I would. I think you eventually figure out who the other person is. You you catch up with this dude and he basically tells you that the leader, the guy who's involved with like killing 
the Witcher, the guy who dealt the final blow is somewhere in Skellige. So at that point, I haven't gone there. Right, yeah. At that point, the quest is basically on hold because you can't continue it until you get to Skellige. But he kills that guy, too. Yes. And I'm like, can you stop with the just murdering everybody for your friends? Murder town, population Lambert. The question I have is, everyone keeps saying over and over and over that witchers are stripped of all their feelings. That is that, very clearly not true. It has never been possibly true. be true. I most of the time when Geralt makes a comment about it, I've always just interpreted it as it's one of those things where they just say that, and he's just kind of like, mm-hmm, like he does with some of the other things. Like, yep, I'm just not even going to waste my time on this one. Sure, yep, that's me. Because it's very clear that no matter what, because immediately getting after this was the party for me, which is Triss' quest line. It's very clear that he has a lot of feelings for Triss. Well, I mean, like, if Witchers truly didn't have any feelings, the entire plot of this game would make no sense, because why would he care about Ciri? Yeah, his his adoptive daughter. He never would have adopted her in the first place if he didn't actually care. Well, because that was a, he actually kind of mentioned that at one point. He talks about how he met her for the first time. Uh, it's when you're talking to Corin Tilly, right? You're doing like the dream seance thing. Oh yeah, I never, we never, we never talked about that. You no, basically we, get the option to tell her everything. Did you tell her everything? I did. Yes, I did too. I did a whole info dump because, well, mostly because I wanted to know. Exactly. I'm like, I want to know how he met Siri, and he basically talks about how this girl just kind of showed up, and he was like, I did with her exactly what I would have done with any guy because. Of course you did, Geralt. He's like, I took her to Kaer Morin and started, <clears throat> she started Witcher training. I don't know, man. I didn't know what to do with this. I, I don't know what to do with a kid. I just, just you're going to become a Witcher. <laughs> oh, I mean, it's either that or I don't even know. Or, it's like, even if you don't like, you're going to die if you don't. Good thing you didn't die, because turns out I really love you now, even though I have no emotion. Also, if you had died, like that would have been really bad, since you're like the end of this super mega bloodline and stuff. So that probably would have been bad for a lot of reasons, so I'm glad you didn't. But that's another thing I, I, I don't understand, and I don't know how much we've really delved into that, other than I, how, how does this bloodline get passed on at all? I, I, I seriously do not understand how it could possibly be passed on if even the mages are, st- are, are, are sterile. I I do not know enough about the backstory to to know that I know she got it through her mother's side because obviously the emperor is not a mage by any stretch. And I guess that it's exceedingly rare for them to be able to give birth, but wouldn't that mean that the emperor's wife or whatever, whoever Ciri's mom is, would also be like super mega ultimate powerful? Yes, although I'm pretty sure she's she she died because I think that's how I, I I think it got established in in one of like the random books because there's so much backstory in like the random books you can read mm-hmm. that like basically the point when Siri got separated from everybody and wound up where Geralt found her was basically like after her mom got attacked or whatever and murdered and she probably teleported out of there with her super magic. Just to protect herself without even necessarily realizing what she did, because that seems like the most likely thing when she's like five years old or whatever. So she's Jumper. I mean, yes, everything we've seen of her, that's exactly what she is. (laughs) Or the YouTube series, Impulse, which I haven't actually seen. I didn't even know that was the thing. I have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah, there's a there's so I don't know if you remember. Did you ever see the Jumper? Yeah, because I watched every any 
any movie that came out with superpowers. I'm immediately watching that because at the time, this is back before like Marvel had several, had any movies, let alone like two or three a year. Because I'm pretty sure Jumper was out way before the first Iron Man. Oh yeah, it was. I think we were we would have been back in like high school. High school, yeah. It was like early 2000s. And I've always loved superpower and magic from video games and just life in general. Back when we were. <laughs> when we were real young, like when we first knew each other in like middle school, we used to run around in the the field outside Chris's house and like smack trees with sticks. And Chris always pretended he was a wizard and cast like Giga Ultra Fireball. Until I watched Dragon Ball Z, and then I turned into a Super Saiyan all the time. Right, and then it became a, a, a progressive series of escalating levels of Super Saiyan that we invented. <laughs> I think eventually it was like Super Saiyan twenty or something. Yeah, we basically got to the point where we just decided. It's getting late, and we want to go back inside. <laughs> but yeah, so we, we always had such a fun time, fun time or, doing or, or that. Or the time when we like decided we were going to level up D and D characters to like level three hundred just to see what happened. Oh yeah, we sp- stayed up like all night. Just and you leveling. did these ridiculous math calculations because I had bought the epic level guide. Yeah. Which is hilarious because we basically never played D&D until like our adult lives where we played it more than we ever have. Yeah, I played it a fair bit in college, but that's... I didn't get the opportunity. But yeah, we had only played it like once or twice at that point. <laughs> but yeah, we... Apparently, even when we were young, we had a thing for like, like just ridiculous level superpowers and stuff. But anyway... So- so the jumper, basically, there's a YouTube series called Impulse. I haven't seen it where there's a girl who can teleport. And from what I understand, it's in the same universe as Jumper, as like the book series. Interesting. I, I Is it like a fan series? No, it's a it's one of their YouTube originals. Oh, gotcha. That would explain why I've never seen it, because I'm not about to pay for YouTube Red or whatever. <laughs> well, the first one is free. I actually do. I actually, I started paying for premium. Yeah, I got three months free anyway, but the yeah, reason why it, it is because the time. they have added so many ads that I'm like, this is just insane. This is insane. Yeah, everything. I mean, I don't have a problem with ads as a, con- as a concept or whatever, but yes, it is getting very ridiculous. Every place, Mostly that- because a lot of them are, they're getting to the point where it's like unskippable and they're like two or three minutes long. Yeah. And then you get to the ones that you can skip, and it's like 30 minutes, and it's like, okay, so if I'm sitting on the floor or something and not right next to a remote because I'm playing with my new puppy, I'm like, now I just have to sit there or decide to, like, get up, walk across the room, which I understand is the the epitome of, like, first world problems, but it's just so annoying to see an ad the, that I'm like, the it's worth the, the 15 bucks there. a month. It's just, for me, it's just got to the point where it's like, I just watch so much because there's so many content creators that I really like. Yeah, I just I guess, watch a ton of YouTube. I don't watch enough YouTube. I, I mean, I, I, I watch YouTube, don't get me wrong. And I have a few content creators that I try to keep up with that I'm a big fan of, but I guess I haven't watched enough for it to reach that critical threshold. But if I did, then sure. I mean, yeah. I pay for Netflix or whatever, and I probably watch YouTube more than Netflix. So. Well, that's the thing. I also don't have regular television anymore. So my wife and I, we really only... Th- None of this has anything to do with anything. <laughs> yeah, we should get back on topic. <laughs> <laughs> well, at this point, we're literally just having a conversation about our lives. Anyway. So you so remember that time? We? Siri, Siri uh, is Jumper. <laughs> yeah, you were going into Jumper at... 
really all of this is because I just don't want to talk about Triss. Well, I don't want to talk about the elephant in the room. I don't think you can avoid it much longer. But I do. I am so excited to talk about this party. The party is pretty great. You get invited to this party because essentially Triss is trying to help mages out because things are starting to... Basically, things are getting bad from Witch Hunter perspective. I mean, they already were bad, as we saw when we came in, but it's just been getting worse this whole time. And so you basically get invited to this party because this this noble woman's son has started dabbling in magic and he went around blabbing about it to other people. So now the witch hunters know about him because of course they do. And so she's basically throwing this lavish party to, for us to kind of sneak him out of there without anyone really knowing. And so we get to do an espionage mission in the middle of the witcher, which is awesome. It's so great. I'm assuming not only you, you not only bought both masks. Well, obviously you bought the mask, but did you also buy the doublet? Oh, of course. So you could be dressed up. I was very, I was a fancy man. I did. And Tris is so happy about it. Not just that, man. She looked stunning in that dress. To be fair, Tris and Yennefer both look stunning in pretty much anything. So I guess kind of what I'm getting at is, you know, if I, I generally, I'm not the best looking guy in the world, but I don't think I do, you know, bad for myself. But sometimes, you know, when I'm going out for a nice dinner or something, I want to go the extra mile and I put like gel in my hair and, you know, maybe shave the beer shorter, shorter than I normally would or what have you. And I just, it just propels your already, you know, amazing good looks to even better. And that's why I'm just saying like, Tris looks great in general, not as good as Yennefer, but... (laughs) She comes very close in the dress because she's very stunning in that dress, I I have to say. I mean, I'm not disagreeing. She looks very nice. And so even before I found out that there was, I'm before there, this was going to be like a lavish ball because she essentially, because Geralt's like, wow, you really like dressed up for this occasion. And she goes, yeah, it's the first party I've essentially been allowed to go in since all of this stuff went down and on top of that, it's probably like the last one I'm ever going to get to go to because of everything that's happening in the world. Yeah, it was a real downer of a conversation, but I mean, she's not wrong by any stretch. Yeah. I can't fault her for wanting to really enjoy herself. Which makes this next section even more ridiculous because when you get to the party, did you notice that you can loot every single one of the tables that had food on it? Yes. And in I know where many- this is going. In many spots, you could loot it multiple times. I imagine that Triss is, is, you know, walking around with Geralt. Like mingling with people and stuff. As random people are constantly coming up and being like, is it you? Is this me? Are you the guy? Oh, yeah. Which, by the way, that one lady, I do want to point out before I get to Geralt's ridiculous food habit. That, that one lady that you rode the horses with and then you beat her, I guess, boyfriend, the captain Hus- guy? The husband. I believe it's her husband. But yeah, I know who you're talking about. She was like such a huge jerk in that mini conversation. I don't know if you talked to her or not. I don't know if I talked to her either. Because she walks over and she's like, Geralt, is that you? I'm like, yes. And she goes, and Triss, I didn't see you on the guest list. And Geralt's like, 
yeah, we, you know, are here just like everybody else. And she goes, that seems strange because I was on the guest list at the very top, in fact. And Tris is immediately like, well, that's great, my lady. You know, maybe you should talk to lady whatever, the party hostess. Venabond, Vagdom, something. I don't remember. Vagelbund. Vagelbund, yeah. And she goes, yes, I think I will. And then she just storms off. Wow, yeah, okay, I definitely didn't because I w- there's no way I would have forgotten that. And I'm like, you were super nice to me a minute ago. Yeah, that's I was really weird. To, like, way nicer than you're being now. I don't know if maybe you just don't like Triss or I, that's, what. That's what I was about to say. That really feels like she's got a problem with Triss specifically. Which I totally get. <laughs> of course you do. <laughs> and so, but... The narrative, it's its probably because of what has happened at this point. Because by the time I talked to her, my Geralt has gone to every single food station and wiped this place clean. So I can imagine, and of course, theres you can play Gwent in there. I had to stop to go play Gwent. Oh, yeah. I was just walking around and they're like, uh, all of a sudden there's a uh, exclamation point. So immediately I'm going straight for that exclamation point because, what? yeah, quest. And then the quest just... Play Gwent with rich people. Okay. And it's yeah. like, what? Gwent? And you see Geralt just immediately flip the table. Yeah, he's like vaulting over people. And- he, he He's like, he, he flips the table of the people that are currently playing because he's like, it's my, you're done now. <laughs> my turn. And at least that's what your Geralt did. Mine was slightly more patient. <laughs> no, 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 no. So my Geralt had like 30 beers that he's now holding on to. He's not drinking any of them. He's just got like a 30 beers because he's like, oh, I'm going to need these for the drowner fight I'm going to get in later. <laughs> and he's got like a 25 like bananas, 38 blueberries. And like it's, like it's like in the cartoons, like when somebody steals all the food, there's like that trail of like sausage links that gets dragged along behind him. It's like stuff. 50 bread. He's got like 25 trash bags of all this food <laughs> that he's just now carrying around with him. Look, look man. We established way back at like episode one, witchers have a really intense metabolism. He's got to eat. He's like an Olympic swimmer, like Michael Phelps level. Maybe eating that's why she was so mad. She's like, I didn't get any of the 84 divert desserts because there that was a big thing. There was 84 different desserts before she had 100. Yeah, there's only 84 this year because of the war. Because of the war. You're not going to get these specific things because they're from the north. Okay, whatever. I don't care. But when I found that I could get the food, I'm like, I immediately care. Where's those other desserts? (laughs) I got to try all 84 of them. And so for the rest of this party, I just have to assume that Geralt is just throwing like 300 things of beer, all of this food and wine and everything. He's just dragging it along with him. (laughs) He's got like a knapsack that, yeah, it's just like bulging out everywhere. And then you, you, you talk to that lady and she's like oh good why are you here you weren't on the list guards um can you please take the homeless witcher out please (laughs) he's stolen all of the food like again to go like to the cartoon analogy or whatever like just tilting the table up and holding the bag and just sliding all right in and then the guards walk over they're like no, ma'am, he's supposed to be here. And she's like, what? 
Do you see what this man is doing? He literally has all of the food. There's only one dessert left. Again, he has 83 of them. And lady, I'm so sorry. He is supposed to be here. Talk to Vagobund. I don't understand it either. My lady, because nobility. Well, yeah. So then you you find you I uh, at that point I did literally everything. So I walked over and talked to Vagobund. And then she says that her son is in a panther mask who she even admits is dumb like his father. Oh, but she goes farther than that. She is. She repeatedly calls him extremely stupid, essentially to the point that she's like, he does not understand the gravity of the situation. And no, he doesn't. No, because I walk up to him and I forgot that she had said a dark panther mask. So I walked up to somebody that had a gold panther mask and I was like, Albert. And then, of course, he says the worst thing. He goes to Triss and he's like, I'll be whoever you want me to be, baby. And Geralt's like, <laughs> get out. Go never talk to me again. So then I'm like, oh, Dark Panther mask. So then I find him at, at the next place I go to. And he's just Isn't like it weird. He was in the last place you looked. <laughs> no, he was in the second place I looked. Never mind. Oh, I didn't. <laughs> it was an extremely stupid joke anyway. <laughs> so then I'm looking at the, you immediately get in this conversation with him and he's he's going like Rawr, I'm a panther. I'm not <laughs> I'm not Albert. I'm a panther. And Geralt's like, your "Okay, mom- panther, your mom asked me to come find you." <laughs> oh, got it. Um Okay, date. I got a jet for a little bit and talk to this guy. And basically, you go talk to him, and he says there's going to be fireworks and go do whatever you want for a little bit, and I'll meet you in here. And that's when you start. Yes, and that's when you have the opportunity to talk to Tris. Not in the hedge maze. You were supposed to meet on a couple of benches. You go to the hedge mage maze because Tris gets drunk. Not just drunk. She is, like, plastered. The thing is, I kind of think it was an act only because, like, immediately 15 minutes later, she's definitely not drunk, like, at all. So, it could be that. And it, it, she really or does not. It, it, it also could just be, as a maid, she probably has fast metabolism, too. I was going to. So, it could be that. The other thing I was going to say is the adrenaline, because now it's serious time. That's a good point. And so the alcohol's moving faster through her system. Yeah. But yeah, she gets real drunk, and that's when you have the a few opportunities. So you run around with Drunken Tris for a little bit because she decides she wants to see this hedge maze and all these other things. Because the statues are completely and utterly nude. <laughs> yeah, she emphasizes the nudity of the statues multiple times in her conversations. This is very important to her. <laughs> It's, it's not at all a, hey, Geralt, maybe if I say nude a bunch, <laughs> you'll forget about Yennefer. <laughs> I, I want you to associate me with, with the nudity. word nude. <laughs> so I'm going to keep doing this. <laughs> so I guess I already know what you did. Yeah, you do. So I'll let you tell the story of your debauchery. <laughs> Okay, so not the word I would have used, but all right. So after you run around through the hedge maze with her, you get to like a little fountain thing at the end, and 
she starts she like does that drunken like hopping along the edge thing like they do in movies or whatever and it starts to slip and you catch her then you get the option whether or not you want to try to kiss her while you're holding her in your arms like that chris is like staring daggers at me knowing full well what decision i made in this scenario i went for it because (laughs) course you did it's a very quick kiss, and there's like, no, and then they very quickly like straighten up and get serious again. But it, like, it does, it doesn't lead to anything else at that time. Oh, I'm so happy <laughs> where this is going. I, of course, did not kiss her because my heart belongs to another, as you've made very clear <laughs> repeatedly. So, and, the, sorry, go ahead. Oh uh, well, no, I was just gonna. So, keep going. There's just a long, awkward pause after you don't kiss her, and then he shows up. And it's she kind of gives Geralt looks of, bro, you were supposed to kiss me right like, there. Like, there was your opportunity, man, and you blew it. Why did you blow it? I blew it because you ain't Yennefer. I have some things to talk about with the Triss romance, but we'll we'll deal with that a little bit further in the episode. So for now... That's really all there is to it. It doesn't, like I said, it doesn't lead to anything else currently. And then, yeah, the the son, Albert, shows up, and now it's time to enact the big plan. And the plan is both extreme, like, effective, but also really stupid. It should not have worked, but it does. It, it works to a degree, because after him and Triss leave, 15 minutes go by, his girlfriend just well, now shows hold up. Hold on, because... Before then, part of the plan, the part that should not have worked, is you switch masks with Albert. Nothing else changes, you just change your masks. Oh, yeah. Which is why this is so weird. So, yeah. You don't even change clothes. Right. And I was very clearly not wearing gold clothes like he was. And I don't know about you, well, probably not you since you commented about your hairstyle debacle, but... My girl is very shaggy. It's like his very white hair was just like sticking out. I still have not fixed my hair. I have to before Skellige. I have to. It was very clear that this is could not possibly be the same person it was before. And yet. Well, his girlfriend is very drunk. Sure. Which I think the witch hunters didn't know who they were looking for. That's the important thing. They only knew that they were looking for Albert. And I think because she identified you as Albert, I think maybe why it actually worked. Because she shows up and immediately talks to you, and as soon as you open your mouth, she's like, oh, you're... And that's when the three witch hunters show up. Yeah, who immediately start trying to fight you, convinced that you're Albert. So I destroyed them all. Of course. Without a sword, you have to fight them bare hand, bare knuckle, but still. Did you get the chest that was... Oh, yeah. Okay. I wasn't sure if you saw it or not. I then immediately scoured the entire maze... Of course you did. ...for another chest. There was none. You know what I'd like to point out? Not one thing that I got from all of those food tables was alcoholist. Well, yeah, they're not going to put the good stuff out there. No, I just get tons and tons of beer, but I don't get any of the good... This is a rich person's party. They're like, oh, Chris, you, your want to not ever spend anything ever is not going to be upheld here because you're not going to get any of the good stuff. Well, come on. Like, they had to do. Oh, I'd like to point out. Okay. That pop stuff 
from Rue or Digstra's little thing in his oh, the pot mold. Yeah, that's an that's an alchemy thing. It forced me to drink one of them. I didn't know that it was going to waste an alcohol est as soon as I meditate. So angry. Yeah, um, it does. You should have known that because one of the things that pops up is the recipe for that potion. Yeah, I should, should whatever. <laughs> I should have gotten one for free and it not taken my item. How, how many do you have at this point? Like 70? That doesn't matter. It doesn't matter the number I have. It matters that if I'm going to use one, it's because I will have done it in the most optimal way. Okay. But anyway, no alcohol at this party. Cheap, cheap party. Real cheap. Well, I think they were clearly going for quantity over quality on the By the alcohol. way, this fireworks display takes like 15 minutes or so, like a ridiculous amount of time for these fireworks to go off. I mean, th- this is like 4th of July in like a big city amount of time. So apparently all of their money went into the fireworks. Uh, Not all of their money. They've got a lot of money, I think, is the message here. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes. But a lot of the party, the money for this particular party went into fireworks. Yes. But I gathered from the way they were talking that this was a small party for them. So after the whole witch hunter thing... The conversation I had with Triss was very awkward. Yeah, mine was too. I would imagine they're probably pretty similar. Okay. Because she basically just says, you know, it was a mistake, something like that. And it doesn't matter because I'm going to be gone soon. So we couldn't ever be together to begin with. Yeah, exactly. That's basically exactly how it goes for me. So that didn't really change. She might have mentioned something about. Uh, you know, that thing in the garden, I think quickly. And then she, but she just like only says it like that. And it basically doesn't change anything. The mom doesn't even know where you're going. She asks. And then Tris was basically like, it's better if you don't know, which is true. I mean, that is absolutely correct again. Yes. But now you just have to trust this random person. I know Tris isn't random because she's like a very prominent, uh, mage and everything sorceress. But for this rich lady, it's kind of like, I mean, yeah, but I literally did all this so I would know that he would be safe. And now I just have to hope that he'll be safe. I mean, but that's kind of how these things have always gone. I mean, any it, it, that's any sort of like, you know, spy mission or anything like that. Like That's how it is. It's the less you know, the better. I know, and I, I, you're not wrong, but on the the on the one hand, I can, I definitely can see where the mom's coming from. Like, I just wish I knew something. I just oh, wish absolutely. I knew that there was some way to contact him or anything. No, don't get me wrong. Her her desire to know more is absolutely a natural reaction. It's but just, you just can't because then at the same time that puts her in danger. It, well, it puts everybody in danger. The more people who know, because she could theoretically leak to somebody. I mean, not even just. Like intentionally, I'm she could sure get drunk one night, say something that she shouldn't, and or, now everyone knows where literally all of the mages right. are. Right? Or what about what if like the the mage hunters decide they want to take, they're willing to take it to the next level and try to interrogate her or something? So I immediately did the next part of the Triss quest. Yeah, and one of the reasons is because you go back to Novigrad and it's like immediate bad news city. Yeah, again, things have been getting progressively worse, but basically every time this mage quest advances, it gets worse again. 
you get stopped in the gate and they immediately ask you for papers that Geralt doesn't have this time because these are new papers that have never been asked for. And they're papers that are specifically declaring you not a mage. Right. Some random guard walks up, says, don't worry, he's good. Here's his papers. He gives you the papers. And then the guy is kind of like, what do you, what, wait, what, what's going on? Hey, don't worry about it. We got this covered. And then after the other guard walks away, he says, compliments of Siggy Reuven. I'm like, oh, is Dijkstra again. again? Yeah, once again, Dijkstra's not, a, I mean, he's a bad guy in the sense of like, you know, he was a spy and then he was a, he, now he's, you know, a criminal underworld guy or whatever. But in spite of all of it, he does seem like he has a heart. But all of that immediately piqued my interest. And I'm like, okay, I've got to do this mage quest. It's something. Something is going on here. Yes. So then you talk with Triss and and it wasn't it wasn't just at the time I really didn't think anything of it because I'm just like why would maybe he's just nice to me but I didn't find his gold so I don't really know what's going on I guess he, we're just friends cool well I mean and you, and you kind of are in that w- not even maybe not friends but you have that sort of like weird mutual respect for each other because so, you're both very very good at your respective jobs so you 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 immediately go. To Triss's house. I at least I did. Right. There are guards out there. Bad news bears. What did you do? I pushed my way past the guards, uh, without a fight, as I recall, and went inside to talk to Triss and immediately be like, Hey, we gotta go. I slaughtered the guards. I mean, that's fair. <laughs> Mainly because like I walked up and they're like, What are you doing here? And I'm like, What are you doing here? And they're like, You're a dick. Pulled out their swords, and so I murdered. Anyway, so you go inside, and... The landlords are not happy about that. Correct. Well, they're super mad about the whole murdering thing. Yeah, they they didn't do that part, but they were already not happy because they basically are in the middle of kicking Triss out. Well, for me, they were in the middle of yelling at Triss as to why I just murdered guards in front of their house. Yeah, no, for me, it was them basically saying look, you can't stay here anymore. You got to go. And I mean, it was hostile or whatever. And Geralt talks to her about it as you're getting ready to leave. And it's like, I can't believe these people were like that. And and she goes, yeah, but you know what? They didn't turn me in. That's more than I can say for most of the people in this city. Yeah. So my conversation went a little different. My conversation was they were super mad about me killing those guys. And then they said, just, they looked at her and they said, they, Tris goes, they were coming for us and for you, for me and for you. Like, it was not going to be good. And they're just, um, the wife immediately goes, just get out. Just get out. Give me the necklace. And so then I have a timed thing. Yeah, I, I, that necklace bit did happen for me, too. Now that you mentioned it, like, not in, not quite as hostile, but she was like, you got to give me that necklace. And Geralt, and my Geralt was like. Mm, does she though i'm gonna say no <laughs> really yeah i didn't react uh tris actually got a little mad at me for for stepping in she's like i i could handle it I, and he goes look the situation's really bad and we need to get to get moving she's like, and that's where he's basically like look those people were jerks and didn't deserve it and that's when she goes yes but they held up their end of the bargain they didn't turn me in and that's more than i can say for most people so that's ba- that's sort of what she said for me, but my Geralt just goes, 
I wasn't sure if you wanted me to react or not. And she goes, yeah, what they did was disgusting just now, but I'm glad you didn't react because they've been wonderful me, wonderful to me up to this point and they didn't turn me in. So I, I'm okay. And then we, I looted the whole place and then we left. <laughs> of course you did. I had already looted at that point. So there wasn't anything to take. Did you decide to help Albert and whatever her name is, Beatrice? Yes. I, maybe. Was it Albert? I don't know. I, well, I, I'm just wondering because it wasn't the same guy that we had already gotten out. Edwin, Eldwin, I don't know. It was some name. So, yeah. A so, and so e, B. Tris presents you with this conundrum of there are two mages that they haven't heard from that were supposed to get out and she was very worried about. But she's all given the situation. She's also very worried about the mages that they've already gotten out because they're all meeting at the Kingfisher to do their final escape from the city. And so then you get to choose whether to try to go save those other two or rush to the Kingfisher. I definitely went to save the other two. I did too, because turns out they're immediately being in the process of being attacked, and their uh, hosts had turned them in. And that's that's because at the very end of this whole conversation. That's when Triss is like, yeah, at least my people didn't turn me in. So basically like a <laughs> Geralt, at least they didn't turn me in. Yeah, she kind of did that too. She's like, see, this is what I was talking about. They. I feel like this whole section, no matter what I would say, Triss kept biting my head off. And then I kept thinking, how is this any better than Yennefer? I get it, but I also understand this is an... Ex- that had to be an absolutely terrifying, extremely stressful thing to be in, especially on her with her basically le- organizing this entire thing. All these people would be dying. I understand that, but at least with Yennefer, you always know what you're going to get. I mean, that's true. Triss is just going to randomly start biting your head off because once you once you save them and you eventually get back to the Kingfisher... It's also under attack. And after you beat them... because. I I want I'm glad I went to go save those people because one of the swords that they had was a relic. Yep, I noticed that, and I was like, "Oh yeah!" <laughs> so you get back to the Kingfisher, and there's a dead bartender, and one of the options you have when Triss is upset about it is, "I chose. Hey, at least we got here before they found the other mages." And she immediately bites my head off and says, this isn't a numbers game, Geralt. Like, it's not about that. And I'm like, geez, okay. Like, I'm sorry for trying to look at the bright side of literal murder everywhere. Like, don't get me wrong, Andrew. I 100% get that she's in a mega stressful situation. I act like that when I'm in a mega stressful situation. All I'm saying is, one of the biggest things I see online is people saying, well, Triss is just so much nicer than Yennefer is. And I'm like, in everyday speech, yes. But at least with Yennefer, you always know that she's going to be cold and you always know that she's going to act the way that she does because that's just her general personality with you and everyone else. Triss just goes around randomly biting your head off and then... It's like never even is like, oh, sorry that that happened. I'm just in a stressful spot. Bye. Because for me, she just leaves and doesn't really say anything at all. I mean, I'm fast forwarding a while. Yeah, I was going to say we kind of skipped over quite a bit there, but (laughs) that that's just it's just frustrating because it's like 
yes, in general, Triss is way nicer than Yennefer is, but I, I, I just, I don't know. It, it just seems, I get that she's being thrust into a leader position. It's just like, Geralt is the one person that you're counting on, maybe not constantly yell at him during this whole ordeal. No, I, I mean, feel I like don't... no matter what I said, she was just going to yell at me no matter what option I chose. Which option did you choose in that bartender scene? I mean, I said the same thing, and yeah, she gave me the same reaction. And don't get me wrong, I get where you're coming from, too. And yes, objectively, it would be great if she was being nicer. I just, I don't know, I just get it. And I know you said you do, too. That's my point. It's just... Yeah, because when I get stressed, I get mad and upset. Like, I, again, I'm not saying I get... I, I totally get it. I just... I mean, I don't disagree. It would be nice if she didn't do that. For me, it's just better because it's like with Yennefer, I know what I'm going to get. Like, I know what I'm in for. And Yennefer and Geralt are so alike because they're basically the exact same thing. Because Geralt treats everything with sarcasm and everything as like a giant joke because for he almost has to. Yeah, if he took anything too seriously, the weight of his job would probably destroy him. And good news I immediately figured out why Dixter gave me those papers because turns out he has a big hand in helping all of these mages out. And I'm like, finally, dude, I'm like, I keep seeing this guy and I keep loving every interaction with him. I am more happy to see Dixter than I am Triss. Honestly, yeah, he I was really glad there, too, to see him show up because he and Triss had already worked all this out. And which, she, and going she back, didn't like mention that- him at any point. No, but it does make some other things make more sense, like why Triss was helping Dijkstra in the be- earlier sections, and that's why, because... Because he's been helping her with all these mages. Because, yeah, he was working with her to help with the mage thing, so they were helping each other with their problems. Yeah. But, once again, like, Dijkstra's just a, a really cool guy for who he is, and it, it, I feel like it says a lot about this game, and I think we mentioned something similar in Papers, Please, with, with Georgie, but... Like, the person who's consistently treated you the best is the guy who, by most standards, would be a terrible person because he's a big criminal. So is Geralt. Like, they're basically the same person, just in different aspects. Yeah. Geralt is a witcher. I mean, like, there was an option. You you said that you or you you might have slaughtered the guys that were attacking Rose. That's essentially, like, Geralt just straight up murdered people. Yeah. No, I mean, there's so, like, a lot of people Geralt's that kill. Geralt's definitely a criminal. I mean, in this world, not so much, because that's just the world. But it's like, they're kind of the same person. And I think that's why I really like Digster so much, because he's kind of like the, you know, the Priscilla to... Um, to Geralt's dandelion. Geralt's dandelion. But, like I said, you know, they have that interesting mutual respect for each other where they may not like each other personally, but they both recognize the other one is very, very good at their job, which will become very apparent later. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, so they're going to escape through the basement of the Kingfisher because clearly at this point, it's very apparent that going outside is basically certain death for everybody. Yeah. Given how active the witch hunters have suddenly become. So, Triss and Geralt are going to go clear the sewers, and Dijkstra's going to go make sure the boat is ready, and then everybody else is going to follow them through the sewers to get to there. Because, again, Geralt says, I can just go down there myself, and Triss is immediately like, no, I'm going with you. This is my thing. I'm not just going to not go. Again, I get it, but it's like, seriously, like, come on. 
I'm literally doing all of this for you and your safety. Yeah. Can you not, like, be a little nicer about it? So you take them, you you lead Tris through this. And, and it's just, and the only reason why it, it irritates me is because it's so contrast to how she's been in literally every other interaction with the exception of the whole torture scene. That's the reason why I have such a problem with it. Because it's just so, it's just such a wildly different, I'm sorry to keep bringing it up, it's just its just so wildly different from her character. It's the I, same reason that I was upset about um, LeBlanc in Final Fantasy X too. It just seems like in different parts of the game, her character was written by different people. See, I get where you're coming from, and I was actually like, when you started talking about this, I was thinking back to not LeBlanc, but the Yuna thing. But Okay, yeah, that, that's probably a better contrast. But I I just don't know that I feel that with Tris because I feel like, and I think the most important thing why it, this doesn't bother me the way the Yuna stuff did is she, unlike Yuna, the reason Tris is acting the way she is, like, makes sense when I think about it. Yuna just felt like she was a completely different person for what seemed like no reason. Whereas with Tris, given the situation she's in, I, I don't know, at least I'm like, I can see why this would happen. I get that there's a reason, but on the but on the same standpoint, it almost seems like she's a completely different person because I given her general personality, I would expect her to be genuinely like upset about the way she treated Geralt during this whole thing. And to be fair, it's and, entirely possible that she does, but at that point, she could very well be gone and never have the chance to have that conversation. Well, for me, she just left. For you, I have a feeling She's going to show back up. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but again, we're still slightly ahead of ourselves. So actually not really. By you like 10 the, minutes, maybe. That's what I was about to say. Yeah, not really. Because you go through the sewers and then you get to the sewers, come out to the docks where Dijkstra is waiting with his, with the boat. And again, the narrative that we're painting here, because I looted everything in the sewer so not only does Geralt have a gambling problem, he has he has a kleptomaniac, which he needs to fund his Gwent addiction. <laughs> because the, I have so much money. That's the only explanation is he just he he's gotta have all that sweet lucre to to for his Gwent needs. And so you you go, Tristan's like, we gotta hurry this up, we gotta do this thing, we gotta get on I did loot, like, loot, loot, loot. <laughs> and, he, and it's just Geralt's like, okay, give me a second. Like, I got to dig through this barrel. Okay, there's a bunch of garbage in here. I did really like, I really liked at a certain point in the dungeon, there's a, you come across a library. And when Triss gets there, she's like, oh, these are all like super rare books and they're all really great. And this is awesome. And she starts looking at the books and stuff. And Geralt kind of is like, oh, yeah, like the, the quote unquote dead end that you blow through the wall. Yeah. Yeah. And then Geralt's like, Triss, we we got to go. We can always come back. I can't, Geralt. You know that. And I'm like, okay, I get it. How did this library get here? It looked, in, in one of the corners, it looked like there was a staircase that would has caved in. But, like, who just forgot that there was a library full of, like, super rare first editions underneath a building? Like, who just forgets that? Maybe the owner of the library died in the cave in i don't know i guess but there wasn't a dead body down there and this is the witcher there definitely would have been i mean you're right so i don't in that case i have no idea <laughs> you you end up fighting a vampire yeah that was interesting I, 
which of course does not look in any way like what a normal vampire, or I guess when I say normal, more like a traditional vampire looks like, which I thought was to the Witcher's credit. Yeah, this thing looks like a horrible monster creature. It's like some half-deformed, half-bat-looking thing. Like, it was really kind of creepy. Wasn't as creepy as that thing from the... Nothing has been as creepy as that thing in the bog that you fight, the beast, that. but it was, it was pretty creepy. Did you notice that whenever it took your health, it gained health back? Yeah, as you'd expect for a vampire. Yeah, so I immediately had to start using the protection thing. Because I, uh, up until I noticed that, I'm like, um, this thing has like full health again. This is super not good. There's a uh, vampire decoction that fixes that problem, but you, I don't think you can make it till after you fought that thing. No, I have a detox for vampires because I had fought a vampire someplace else. Oh, the you have like the black blood thing. I just didn't. I haven't used those. I haven't used potions or anything in a super long time because I just straight up have not needed them. Yeah, I mean, that is cool, though. Like, th- I thought that was a neat touch that there's a potion that's literally just like, yeah, this makes your blood poisonous to vampires. Like, neat. <laughs> awesome. But it's, just, it's such a specific thing, and it's just, there's so many potions. It's kind of, I mean, it's overwhelming, but it's kind of super awesome. So, after all of that, you get out, and then you get to the boat, and Dijkstra's there, and you're immediately attacked by a bunch of witch hunters. And Dijkstra fights along with a bunch of his men, which... Again, awesome. Good for you. I'm glad he was willing to fight and not, like, try to... Because this is, like, the open city where other people can see him straight up helping mages get out of the city. Yeah. So it's kind of, like, a bit of a big deal that he's helping us. Especially considering one of the big four... Or no, I thought one of the big four was a witch hunter, but maybe not. I think we went over this before a couple weeks ago, and I don't think it is, but... No, that's right, because that's the king of the beggars. Yeah, that's right. But still, I mean, nevertheless, like, the witch hunters are clearly running the well, city the by this point. Three. Yeah. But at this point, like, the witch hunters are clearly running the city. Well, it's because they mentioned that the church has all of the money. Right. Of the city. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, for me, I, Dijkstra's immediately like, hey, you gotta say something to Triss, and you gotta, you gotta keep her here and do anything you can. Triss walks up. She says, hey, you know, thank you so much for doing all this. You know, I really appreciate it and farewell. And then you have the opportunity to declare your love, basically ask her to stay or just say bye. I was just like, see you. I was not. Well, yeah, obviously. (laughs) But immediately, Dijkstra's upset. He was like, you didn't even try? Mm -hmm. And my girl goes... Dude, like, I had, because I specifically, you had the option. I go, I had my reason. He goes, what reason? What reason could you possibly have? And then I'm like, why do you care so much about my love life? Like, and and he goes, you know, witchers are emotionless, blah, 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 blah. And he's like, that's that's crap. And I'm like, dude, step off. Leave me alone, man. So... Part of why I think Dijkstra cares so much. Did you ever talk to Dijkstra about his old relationships? I don't think it really came up. I I think you can do it earlier, but he used to be in a relationship with a sorceress, one of the ones that Radovid Super wants dead, and that's part of why he's so concerned about this. Actually, I, Andrew, I, I, I know you're mistaken, but only because I recently just did this, and it's because I reloaded... 
because of course I did. <laughs> so that way I could see what would happen if you tell Triss that you love her, expecting, you know, to see a little bit more of Triss than I have in the past. <laughs> That's a very uh, diplomatic way of putting that. Apparently, if you don't kiss her, she rebuffs you and leaves anyway. I have to assume because I obviously didn't kiss her. Because I know from a conversation you had with me that she goes back to court Kaer Morin and you had a little uh, Triss with Triss. That is correct, yes. Because I did tell her I loved her. Because of course you did. I mean, obviously. So, this you is already one of, made out with her. This is one of the things I... I I really kind of want to criticize the game about a little bit, which is weird because we've all we've almost universally had positive experience or things to say. But so as I understand it, I am now locked into being in a relationship with Tris for the rest of the game. And there's nothing I can do about that because of this. But you told her you loved her. I know. I That's not like. the point. Let me let me finish. My issue is not that the issue is. I have basically had one conversation with Yennefer in this entire game, and I already had to make the, make the decision of who I wanted to be with. Yes. The thing is, I have seen this exact argument so many times, and I 100% agree with you because, and I think it's because of the other two games, they just kind of suddenly threw Yennefer into this game, and it's very clear that they wanted you to be with Triss. Because you immediately get to be with Triss and you have a s next to zero interaction with Yennefer. Yeah, and I do wonder. And before you can even talk to Yennefer, you have to already basically declare your love to Triss. And it's like, why didn't you basically get to go on a quest with both of them, which I would consider like a date? Sure. And Before that's what I mean. you have to choose. Right. And I mean, I guess maybe you could, like, if you went on to Skellige before you did all this side quest, but that feels really weird, given how bad the situation is, leaving that unfinished business just to go talk to Yennefer for a little bit. That, that doesn't make any sense, like, within the context of the universe. I get that, but what I'm saying is Yennefer could, didn't have to be in Skellige. No, I know. I'm not disagreeing they, with that. She, she literally could have showed up in Velen or something. Yeah. And then when, when after, this is after you already had your interactions with Triss, after you saved Dandelion and he tells you about Skellige, then Yennefer could have been like, oh, sweet, I'm going to Skellige. I'll, I'll meet, meet you there. there. Yeah. No, it, it, I'm, I'm definitely not disagreeing they with you. could have presented it way differently, and that's why I agree with you. I feel especially since I decided to choose Yennefer from the very beginning, I'm like ticked off that I haven't seen Yennefer at all. And that's just it. And I wonder how many people, I know Triss was very much the more popular choice, but on some level, I wonder how many people might have gone with Yennefer if they hadn't basically made you already commit to Triss at this point. And that is very like annoying. Cause yeah, like I'm legitimately upset about it. I mean, would I have wound up with Triss eventually? Maybe. I like, I do really like Triss. Like, that's not. But what but, were you expecting? You told the woman you loved her. Right. But in the context of this, like, I'm aware of that, but it's just more of a matter of, well, it's either do this or just cross my fingers and hope that I like Yennefer later. <laughs> I mean, like, really? Like, you could, Geralt could just end up with nobody. You don't yeah. have to make a choice. Yes, I know. But you know what I'm saying. I get what you're saying. And it is legitimately upsetting I see, I, I feel like 
even though she's going to go off and be the leader of the mages in this other location, mages have the ability to teleport. You have got to be kidding me. Well, yeah, like, why is there no... I guess that's the other thing is, why is there no way to keep her around that doesn't require me to be dating her? They can go anywhere, some of the mages, because all of them are not nearly as powerful as her, but Triss and Yennefer have the ability to teleport because even Karametz can. Yeah. They have the ability to teleport whenever and wherever they want with zero restrictions. You're going to tell me that in the narrative of this game, they couldn't have had any reason at all for Triss to come back. Or, or like why come could, on. Why couldn't it just be a matter of, you know, why couldn't you maybe just talk her into, hey, things are there's more mages out there that also need your help or something like because on the flip side of it, because Dijkstra actually mentions that later. Yeah, exactly. I know, on the I flip side of this, that, I already decided that I was just going to love Yennefer for, I mean, for the purposes of the podcast. And, you know, I just, I don't know. But like, yeah, soon to raise always best if, girl. If regardless. you hadn't made that decision in advance, I mean, so now I just have to. I rebuffed Triss. I'm literally never going to get the option to like Triss again. What if Yennefer, I don't know because I've literally never played the game, becomes like a mega super murderer later? Or even just what if you pick a bad dialogue choice and you're locked out with her too? <laughs> and so, well, I, I 100% would reload in that instance. <laughs> that's that's true. I have zero shame in that. I'll mention it if I do. Because the only thing that people do know of Triss is she mega super murdered a bunch of troops. She's very cold to you about the whole Triss thing in general, and she's very upset. And then they immediately throw you into Triss's arms. And again, like you were saying, you either pick Triss or just have to hope that you like Yennefer. Or in my case is I have to rebuff Triss and then be like, well, I guess I have to like Yennefer and or end up alone. Yeah, it just the fact that it makes you make that decision where you basically know nothing about one of the two people you're choosing between is pretty ridiculous. I don't know if you knew this. Yennefer and Geralt are actually bound together by magic. I did not know that. It's something that's in the book. A djinn literally bound them together by magic. So they are both for lack of a better term, forced to love each other. Although I don't know if it's like that. Well, that's what I was going to say. That might explain the general like coldness of their relationship if they didn't really want to be together. It's not that they didn't want to be together. So from what I understand, because I looked into it, that basically Siri and Yennefer, Geralt originally kind of had a relationship with, an on and off again relationship with Yennefer. And Yennefer wasn't, she was always kind of a little bit like, Geralt, if you're dating me, you're dating me, but kind of had a side dude. And it's like, oh, this is a little weird, but we all know that Geralt isn't mega fateful anyway. So, like, yeah. I kind of get it. Can't really throw stones in this particular scenario. Both of them are kind of, and that's why I'm saying they're both so much alike in that respect. But she was always kind of like, um, is there a reason why you had to, uh, lay down with her? And Geralt's just like, um, could say the same thing about you. And then it's like, well, okay, never mind. But this has nothing to do with the book or with the 
with the game or anything. This is just actual story stuff. But essentially, they both decided at one point that they did love each other. And then something happened and they were literally bound together by magic. And so I think that's sort of the whole... Because Geralt goes to getting his memory back and immediately loving Yennefer again. And I think a lot of people were immediately thrown by that because they're like, I've already had all this relationship with Triss. What do you mean I'm suddenly in love with Yennefer just because we're married? That doesn't make any sense at all. Well, it's because they're actually bound together by magic. Well, I do know in the book, um, as I recall, Geralt originally died trying to like stop a mob from fighting Yennefer. He didn't die. Yennefer couldn't save him, but Siri does. Oh. And then Geralt and Yennefer go off together to do other things. Awesome. Good job, Siri. <laughs> Nobody could help him, and he was on the verge of dying, and Siri essentially teleported all three of them away, healed Geralt, and then teleported Geralt and Yennefer someplace else, and they went off and continued their adventures together. Okay, so... At least from what I read. So the things that I was saying at the beginning of this podcast are very wrong. <laughs> apparently, according, apparently. Now, again, I have not read the books. I want to preface, I have not. Neither have I. This is all stuff I had just picked up from the games and like uh, doing a little bit of side reading on my own. And apparently I just misunderstood some stuff. And I've just doing, I've done a bunch of side reading because obviously I've been super interested in Yennefer this whole time. <laughs> <laughs> I like that that's the reason. I just really like Yennefer. I just I, I was looking up on Yennefer. <laughs> I was. That's literally what I was doing. I, that's I why I got all you. this information. Because I'm like, I've said it before, and I'll probably say it again. Sooner Ray is best girl. I don't care. Fight me. I don't want to fight you about this. Not you. Okay, good. Them. <laughs> you know who you are. <laughs> you Triss lovers. <laughs> Who you could argue now, at least, is also a tsundere, but mainly, you know, not just the occasional outburst. And again, I 100% get it. I'm not going to bring up the whole conversation again. I 100% get it. And when I do New Game Plus, yeah, I'm probably going to go with Triss. I mean, just obviously, duh. When you do New Game Plus, I can't believe you're going to dive right back into this game after all of this. You told me that you can get to level 100. Are you kidding me? Of course I'm going to. Fair enough. I'm assuming you can get level 100 Gwent cards. <laughs> the only reason it's oh, so this is Final Fantasy 10 all over again. I'm gonna play The Witcher over and over and over just, just so I can play Gwent. Gwent. Yeah. <laughs> when again, you could literally just play the Gwent game. <laughs> so yes, at the end of that whole quest, Dijkstra is immediately like. Do you want to help me kill Radovid? Which, you know, like, okay, this escalated a little bit, but let's be clear, Radovid, as we've established previously, is a terrible person and doesn't probably need to die. So, not and out of nowhere. Dijkstra goes into, like, I built this kingdom with his father, and we built it as a free kingdom, and... With there like was progressive science and freedom, and like, yeah, like, I mean, he made it sound really good. He basically made it sound like a modern day civilization with a king. Yeah. So almost like the UK, the UK now. Except the king still has slightly more authority than the than the monarch does in the UK right now. But yes. Well, yeah, obviously. <laughs> yeah. So I was sitting there like, 
wow, that's okay. And basically says that Radovid, his son, is doo-dooing. It's just ruining everything and He's destroying this entire all over kingdom. the place. Yeah. This entire kingdom is being destroyed by his, well, I mean, crazy obsession with mages and doing anything he can to fight them. And going after doppelgangers like Doodoo and... I you only saying, brought that up just to have an excuse to say doo-doo, didn't you? I said it like six times and you didn't even say it. I know. Anything, I, I, I heard. I was, just lo- I was just blowing past it. But well, I know. <laughs> I hate you. Anyway. Doo-doo. I hate Andrew. <laughs> we all knew that was coming. <laughs> at some point, that's just what's going to turn this puck. Every episode at the very end. Gradually, this podcast just becomes a series of us arguing at each other, and then it just ends with you saying that. Well, it's all because you had to choose Triss. How dare you, sir? The beginning of the end. Your debauchery. (laughs) So, I'm sitting there like, I totally get it. And what's more upsetting is there wasn't an option to help more. Because he just kind of says, listen, I get it. You're non-political. You don't want to kill the king. You're not about regicide. I understand. But would you at least help us yeah yeah i will because radovid sucks and actually i probably would kill radovid but so he basically immediately says that he wants to meet you at some random i think i don't know if i knew this at the time but it's some brothel it's like a high class one yeah yeah and when you get there you kind of go into this secret room and he talks about how this was other revolutions have been planned here and stuff and, and then changed the course like, of history mighty presumptuous to you and he's like i it's shut up i'm only doing it because yeah it's a historic place and your buddy Roach shows up yeah because apparently he's a part of this too well as he puts it the only way Tamaria will ever be what it used to be is if radovid dies because radovid is never going to let it be its own thing again and basically you find out that you're just going to go basically find out what happened to this guy. At least so far. I mean, it's very possible something else will come up later. But yeah, that's really all they want right now. Well, and because I guess I can fast forward just to like a minute. Because after you help him, it, it, he literally tells you nothing. And then the quest just ends. Well, yeah, but I just and I I'm figure- like, I want I want to be more involved. I, I'm pretty sure we will be. It's just a matter of, just probably won't happen until like after Skellige or something. But this quest is not as ridiculous as the cheese quest, but uh, very funny. This dude's a cobbler. Essentially, you uh, you track him down. He's, he's a spy, but he's his, being a cobbler. Except for the fact that he actually is a cobbler. Well, well I mean, most people, if you're going to have cover, you kind of have to be able to do that thing or nobody's going to believe you. Well, he talks about how he made a ton of money doing it. Yeah. He did. He's like, this is way more profitable than being a fence, which background on that in the first game, that's how you know him because he's a fence. Yeah. And eventually he does reveal to you that he's a spy. But for like two thirds of the first game, he's just the guy you go to sell stuff you stole. (laughs) And then eventually which is hilarious because I steal everything and it makes sense. It's like, who is going to know that that's a stolen butter knife? No one, especially not the poor merchant that I'm selling it to. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. But so, yeah. Anyway, so you go after the informant, which they don't tell you anything about. You have to go talk to a guard. And he's like, oh, yeah, there's a wagon over his wagons over here. We need to go investigate it. Something really funny happened to me. The guard talked to me. The camera panned back. Suddenly his helmet was gone. <laughs> 
and he was like, yeah, giving you more information. Then the pa- the camera comes back in and his helmet's back. And I'm like, uh, what? That's what not nearly happened? as bad as some, some of the other like glitches. If this was a Bethesda game, he'd probably be like halfway through the floor or something. Well, later on, I phased through a, a door. The door says locked and I have video of me just walking through it, walking back, walking through it. It's very clearly one of those doors that you're not supposed to be able to get into ever because it's always locked. It's when I was chasing some guy down and uh, I'm like, sweet. So I can just I walked in here and there's just an empty void of of infinite death. What's going on? Well, you walk in and there's actually like a whole castle section. It's it's very small, but there's like this whole section, and then you can see more of the castle that you couldn't have before. And I'm like, oh wow, this is really cool. Huh. But anyway, yeah. <laughs> so you track this guy down because there's just a bunch of shoes following in a giant trail, and amazing, you run into trolls again. I love the trolls. I, I do. love. I love what this game has done with the trolls. I I completely agree. I know we talked about this a little bit before, but. They're so endearing. Yes. And it's just like, they're, they're just simple. And they're like, these trolls, they're like, I want shoes. Yeah. Like, give me. Humans shoe, wear shoes. We want to wear shoes that will make us important. Shoes build you do. <laughs> and then, so you have the option to attack them. And I'm like, no, no of course I'm not going to do that. I, I would never. If, if they were humans, 100%, I would have killed them already. But, but they're trolls I, and they're I, awesome. I love them. Yeah, trolls are great. So you get there and then the then Geralt's just like, hey, guys, don't worry. I just got to go talk to him for a minute and he's going to come back with shoes. I 100%, especially after I get to Skellige, especially if this whole story moves on and there is more, I want to go back and see if he actually Gives like, them shoes. Gives them shoes. Because that would be amazing. I want to know if he could, like, teach them to make shoes. <laughs> oh, that would be great. And he, he, like, has this whole, like, side cobbler business. It's it's the first thing. It's like the first chain restaurant, but for shoes. And it's just trolls making shoes. Oh, my God. I would love that. Oh, that would be amazing. That's, that, that is, um, uh, The Witcher 4. It's all about, like. Witcher 4. Taylor's shoe business. <laughs> cobbler explosion. I love that he has that like random monocle too. I don't know why. I just noticed that about him. That yeah, was weird. Yeah. Why did he have a monocle? I don't know, but he did in the first game too. And he ta- he immediately taught the trolls cuss words. Yes. I like how Gerald even said he's like, I knew it had to be you because who else would have done that? <laughs> I want so badly for him to go back and, and do the trolls. But I, I will say I was so disappointed that the quest just ended with Geralt not getting anything and not yeah, finding you, anything out. You, you try to talk to him and he's just like, look, if if they weren't willing to tell you, I can't tell you either. Because he says, Geralt, this is a big deal and you and I are, are great friends, but it's this is a three-person thing or however many people there are. And right now, you're not in it. Yeah. Which again, I mean, that, just like we were talking about with the Trish thing, He's not wrong. I mean, the less people that know, the better for any sort of thing like that. But Geralt's already in it enough that you would think he could know a little bit. So I I do hope that we get more. I feel like we have to. That's way too big of a thread to just not do anything with. Yeah, especially because more so because I hope to see Digstra again. 
Yeah, and honestly, I wouldn't mind seeing Roach and Thaler again. Like all the spies are are kind of cool. <laughs> I I don't know anything about Roach. I I didn't. I haven't done his side quest yet. It's it's like next on my list. But there is one more thing I wanted to bring up before we closed out. Okay. It was at one point in one of the side quests, I came across a guy. I want to say it was the very first side quest I did. It's like really the, early. It's so early because there's this guy that's being attacked by drowners. And I think it's in one of the first cities you do after. It's like like at the very beginning of like the Velen area. Yeah. Like it's real early. And I saved him from drowners. Yeah, and I was like nice to him and let him go and didn't ask him for anything. And yeah, it turns out he turns into a bandit later. I don't know if you dug around the camp or anything. Oh, of course I did. I mean, if I fight bandits, I'm going to dig around their camp. I found this letter because Geralt immediately, I had no idea that they had murdered refugees, but Geralt immediately is like, yo, you killed a bunch of refugees. What are you doing? And then something is said and I immediately go, yeah, maybe I sh- you should have just died. And then the guys are like, well, you're going to find out if that was a mistake right now. And then immediately attack me. And then they all die really badly because, of course, they do. So he murdered a refugee and I read the letter. And this guy was basically he wrote this super nice letter to his mother, basically saying, Mom, I, I-, I love you so much. I'm I know you said this was a mistake, but. I'm being really smart about my money, and um, that's why I haven't written you as much as I probably should have. As soon as I get to the city, it turns out that they need a lot of scribes, so obviously he knows how to write because he's writing a letter, and he's like, you know, I should be able to make use of my skills in the city. I want you to tell ex-girl that I love her and that I can't wait to bring her as soon as I can get some more money, and I'll write you as soon as I can. And I'm just sitting there like, screw you, man. I I wonder hate you so much. If you hadn't set that guy free, would that guy have made it to the city? Or would he still have gotten killed by other bandits? And like, and I don't know. I'm just wondering like how much of a difference I mean, even if you had, you probably just never would have known anything about him. And that's the thing, it's like this if there's one thing that this game teaches you is that you never know what is going to happen. I mean it could have just as easily that guy turned his life around and became a good guy and then helped these refugees. But it just happened to be that he didn't. And I'm just sitting there thinking, man, this game just does really loves to just hit you. It's really good at both having the consequences of your decisions, not be so obvious compared to most games that you make decisions. And then also having those repercussions come back way later. Yeah. And that's one of the things that is most consistent. I mean, it's a it's a real downer when something like this happens or like the thing with the ghost and stuff that we have talked about previously. But it's one of the things that's impressed me the most about this game is that it can it can do that. And even knowing that it's going to pull something like that, sometimes it still usually manages to get me pretty good when it happens. Yeah, I completely agree with you. So as far as my expectations are concerned, I have... (sighs) I still have a massive side quest log before I get into into Skellige. I am going to make a significant effort to clear every single one of those out, even if I have to play way more than normal. <laughs> because, mostly because I need to get to that Yenna for content. <laughs> I, I miss her. You know, all this Triss stuff has made me sad. 
It's sad to see Tris go. I need, I need, I need Yennefer in my life. She has to come for you by the fact that you just lost your friend. Yeah. So I, I don't think we we mentioned this. Does so? Where does Kara go after you sleep with her? So wait a second. She does a quick pause and sleeps with you before leaving with all the mages. No, she get doesn't get on the boat. Or that's not actually true. She gets on the boat, and then Dijkstra does the well. At least you tried, Geralt. And then they start to have a conversation, and then they do the. Oh, look, Carol, look behind you. And he's like, it's not the time for this. And he's like, no, seriously, look behind you. And she's standing there. So presumably she teleported off the ship. Okay. okay. And then she just, you, she takes you to a little secluded place and you, you know, do what you're going to do. So that's actually interesting because I reloaded because of course I did, because again, at least before I knew about New Game Plus, I was like, I'm probably not going to play The Witcher a lot. I want to see, you know, Curiosity killed the Chris, I guess. I reloaded, told her I loved her. That did not happen, which is why I knew that you were wrong about Dijkstra, because then he immediately says, Geralt, at least you tried. Do you want to know what happened with me? And I immediately go, well, yes, of course. And without getting too much into it, he essentially says he and Philippa were basically of the same rank and the same everything with a king and everything. And he goes, one day I just decided to lay it out all on the table. And I said, you know, I took her to this place and I spent all this money. And then I just said, Philippa, I, I love you and I want to be in a relationship with you. And you want, she told me, and Geralt's kind of like, what? She's into women. So I left, made some questionable choices, and then (laughs) continued on with my life. And Geralt's like, cool. Yeah, he he starts to tell that story and then basically immediately stops and is like, Geralt, look behind you. Okay. So yeah, for me, that's where he's like, I thought you were telling me a story. Geralt's like, This isn't the time for this. I thought you were going to tell me a story. No, seriously, Geralt, look behind you. And so I, I'm guessing it's because I didn't kiss her. That's the only thing I could think it would be. So there is actually a pretty funny scene. So you get the the little clip of Geralt and Triss doing their thing. And then it cuts to the boat as it's leaving. Uh, The place Triss takes you to is a lighthouse. And I don't know what they were doing, but the lights in the lighthouse keep going off. And there's a kind of a funny scene of a, some of the mages on the boat being like, they're trying to send us a message. And they start writing it down and stuff. And they're like, and it's just a bunch of gibberish. And it's like, no, 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 it's got to be a code. And it's them trying to figure this out. <laughs> and, it, <laughs> and it's just them boning in a, yeah. in a lighthouse. That's exactly what like, the Lighthouses go on and off because it goes all the way around. Well, the light like wasn't. It was like an abandoned lighthouse. It was like half falling apart. Got it. But the like, so the light wasn't doing it. But it kept going off, and they're like, "It's got to be a code from them." And they're like trying to figure this out, and oh, then it that cuts is away. hilarious. That is hilarious. So I'm guessing then she goes back to Caramoran. Yes. Okay. And that's the end of that. And then outside the lighthouse, Dijkstra has that same conversation about Radovid. Well, with that, yeah, I'm. That we took kind of a circuitous route to get there, but I think that's going to do it for this episode of Video Games Cover to Cover. New episodes every Monday, wherever you get your podcasts. As always, you can find us on our Discord server or at Video Games C2C on Twitter or Video Games Cover to Cover at gmail.com. And again, 
If you get the chance, just throw us a review on your listening device of choice. And, um, you know, if you, if you like the content and you like what we're doing, just, you know, let us know. And remember, I love Yennefer. Yennefer.